Hello and welcome to The Projector Playground, a space created by and for projectors in the human design system. In this podcast, we will be exploring all things related to human design through a projector lens, what it means to be a guide and energy weaver for others, and how learning, playing, and resting are our signature tickets to success. I am your host, Eliana Miranda, and I am so deeply honored to be guiding us all into the psychedelic gardens that is our projector energy field. Our aura is focused, our seeing is psychic, and our invitations are made of magic. So if you are ready to play the projector way, then join us in this episode of The Projector Playground. Hello and welcome back to The Projector Playground. I'm so excited for those of you that have been tuning in and have been going on this journey with me. It's truly such a fun ride and so inspiring and exciting just to be talking about the projector aura and the projector essence and what it means to be a projector and really just deeply soul affirming to be a projector, (laughs) getting to jump into this space and just talk freely and unapologetically about the kind of soul-affirming magic that I've experienced being this type and learning about this design and experimenting with the projector play. And, you know, as I've said before, like, I don't live my whole life by the human design standards. I have many systems that I like to work with. And by the way, this is Eliana, (laughs) if you're just tuning into this uh, podcast for the first time. But I have many different systems that I like to play with, many that have helped in my personal deconditioning and soul turning on, you know, taking over and allowing my personal purpose to be a, or to be the attunement for this lifetime. But it just feels really magical to be at a place where I can pop on and just share from my splenic intuition, my splenic authority about what's kind of coming to mind to express about the projector essence and to know that there are other projectors out there and it will be the perfect match for, you know, you will be the perfect match to hear these words, those that are called to this podcast, those that are interested in this conversation and those that are kind of being the receiver, the receptor of these messages, you know, like it feels like the messages are flowing through me, not because I'm the only one that has this guidance or I'm the only one that knows what's up in the projector world, but simply because I've kind of asked to be a transmitter of these messages and, you know, God, source, creation, the spirit of Rahu and the projector priestess and priestesses in the sky know that there's so many of you that are going to take these messages, take this guidance, take these teachings, and continue the flow of the energy to others. So it's like, it's not about me, and it's not about the messages that I'm receiving. Like, it's really about you 
you who's listening to this podcast and you who kind of agreed to be here on the other end of this uh, topic and these conversations um, to help the messages flow through, to help this energetic projector magic find its place and find its space and find its transmission into the world. Because the one kind of rule about energy is that it is always seeking eternalization. It is always seeking um, the channels for it to continue flowing and continue moving. And that's kind of the power of life force, right? It's like when it reaches a stopping point in a certain human body or in a certain group or in a certain lifetime, like it finds its way through other channels, through other portals, through other um gateways and ways of moving like energy is neutral and it just wants to keep on living so with all that being said i kind of tuned in to what would be appropriate for this episode to share and my inner guidance my splenic authority came in pretty clearly and, and it always kind of kind of comes in clearly like you know, 15, 16 hours before I'm going to record so that I have ample time to kind of resonate with the topic and see what wants to drop a book in my lap of what we're going to be sharing about and and experiencing and conversing on today. And so today I'm going to get a little bit more into the projector aura. And if you've listened to the other podcast episodes, you have come to find that I start somewhere and often end, or at least like journey throughout to very different places, kind of just wherever the topic guides me to channel. Um, So we're going to start with the aura, (laughs) we're going to start with that topic, and then we'll kind of just see what else wants to come through from there. So the projector aura as you know, you probably know, or if you listen to the other episodes you've heard me discuss before, is one that moves out and absorbs in. So we have a really unique aura compared to the other types, although all types have their own unique aura. Um, like a manifester has an aura that is kind of repelling and it protects its, um, it protects its energy from Uh, other people kind of coming in and uh, taking from the manifester, you know, like the the manifester aura just lets them go and inform and let people know what's up without them having to deal with many people like coming into their field. Um, The generator aura is open and it's enveloping and it's really like a beautiful space holder for others. The reflector aura is sampling so reflectors are here to like mirror back the environment to all of us to like let us know how things are going so they have the ability to kind of sample each of the auras and not like in the sense that projectors take other energy bodies in but they just get to kind of feel into and like test out the energies of the people in the room And they're not necessarily taking those energies into their body. They're not necessarily um, digesting those energies like projectors do. But they do have the ability to kind of tap it and tune into the other auras of the other types. 
and like really in a way of like the environment of the space like they can pick up on the environment the energetic aura of like what's going on with people throughout the day that they're tuning into that they're around so the projector as i said before has this word penetrating <laughs> and you know it focuses in on another it's able to kind of peer inside to another person's g-center this like beautiful space inside of the body that holds the magnetic monopole which holds together the personality and design crystal and is our inner gps system for life right like it's really important place in our energy body and it absorbs it takes that energy back in and it tastes it it digests it it feels into it it literally runs it through the projector aura so that's really powerful in a lot of ways and you can imagine that other people <laughs> that are not ready to have those kinds of sacred and secret parts of themselves um, looked at so closely by another might feel really like offended <laughs> if they have not invited a projector to see those parts of themselves. And so that's why it's like so important to really pay attention to the invitation and actually like continue to tune in to if the invitation is still open for us, because like even if someone asked us to look into one part of their energetic genome, they might not be super excited about us looking into other parts of their energetic genome. So they might want guidance of, you know, like, I don't know, let's say like systems of money, right? And you look into systems of money and you realize that like the money is connected to stuff that happened to them when they were a child, you know, like the way they're able to exchange and give and receive money is really kind of up for um up for conversation of how their parents related to money so you start to guide them talking about their parents and if they're not ready to go there like if they just wanted to stay in the superficial levels of the money talk and they didn't want to get into the conversations about how their parents use money to manipulate them or how one parent is always in scarcity and therefore always made the child feel like fearful of their life without money in the bank. Um, that, that invitation could very well be over <laughs> and not even over in a sense of like, there's not energy there, but over in a sense that like they feel offended that you went there. <laughs> so as a projector, it's really helpful to keep tuning into the energetics of the invitation while you're guiding, while you're looking into someone's aura. And also just to notice that like some people are gonna feel, and, and it's not like a manifesto where the aura repels, but it's in the sense of like, there's some people that will want nothing to do with you. <laughs> there's a lot of people that will want nothing to do with you. And those people are not meant to work with you. They have other missions, they have other, things that they're working out in their field and maybe at some point they'll be ready to have your penetrating eyes look deep inside their soul and tell them what's really going on but until they're ready for that until that's like something they have invited in and that they're ready for they're not going to want you around <laughs> and so our aura right like this works in our being like this isn't like 
oh, we go out and we just look into every single person consciously all the time. Our aura is this standard energetic matrix that surrounds the body. And like some may say, it's like one arm's distance long. I think in the human design book, it says that it's two arms distances around our body. So like when we're in a public space, um, we're just like all these auras like sitting on top of each other, intermingling and intermixing with one another. Um, you know, 2020, I think was like a really interesting time. My energy teacher actually was the one that brought this to my attention. But when we had to like specifically start taking six feet of distance from everybody, and that was probably the first time like ever in our human history, at least like in this current human history that we've ever been invited to just be in our own aura and see what that feels like. And so that's like why a lot of, I think like relationships change, jobs change, like for many reasons, of course. But like once you start to feel what you feel like and you're not just like feeling the existence of everybody else in your aura all the time, you realize like you have different wants and needs and you once thought that you did, right? You're not just like wanting and needing what the generators want and need. Like as a projector, you start to decondition just by being in your own space and learn that your wants and needs are very different from the rest of the collective. So this is to be said that there's going to be some people that you feel are really I mean, they can get offended by you, of course, if they're feeling like you're uh, looking into them without an invitation. But there's some people that are just like not going to want anything to do with you. And I think that's where a lot of the unseen stuff comes in is like, it's not necessarily that they don't see you. It's that they do see you and they know that they're not ready for what you have. <laughs> they're not ready to see the world like you do. They're not ready for you to look at them in a way that they're not ready to look at them. Because like, think about that. Like if we have the ability to look inside of another person's core values, core, to look into their GPS system and see like where they've been and where they want to go. And there's people that are not ready to look at that kind of stuff. They're not going to want anything to do with us. <laughs> like why would they want somebody else to look at that stuff? if they're not even looking at that stuff, they're not allowing themselves to see that inside of themselves. So you'll come across these people. <laughs> and, you know, I took this for a long time as like rejection or feeling like, man, I'm in this room full of people and like these manifesting generators are just like so sparkly and so magical and they're just getting all of the attention and all of the love and I'm just kind of like back here in the shadows waiting for somebody to notice me and recognize me and invite me in. And now that I've gotten more comfortable with that, I'm realizing like that's the magic of our aura. Like I don't necessarily want <laughs> to have everybody's eyes on me all the time because then that would mean that I have my eyes on them all the time. And that's not just my two eyes, but my third eye and our inner eye, you know, like our, our auric eye that is just like eyes upon eyes upon eyes. I'm like thinking about like those pictures that people put up of the angels where it's like you think an angel is this beautiful, like feathered winged being. And then actually it's like 
just all of these eyes <laughs> staring back at you. I've experienced that in a psychedelic trip before. And it was like, it was, you know, I think it was like a really beautiful reflection. I was around another really strong projector. And I think like him and my auras combining brought all these eyes online <laughs> to like see like we got to see what we were always seeing or how we're always looking at other people that invite us in. And it's an interesting experience to feel like there's that many eyes on you. Like there's that many energetic eyes looking and investigating your aura. And that's kind of like the magic of the projector and also why a lot of people don't see us or why a lot of people choose not to see us, or why a lot of people, like, <laughs> move to the other side of the room <laughs> when we come in. It's because, like, our aura, just in its naturalness, moves out into the field and draws energy into us, draws energy back into our aura so we can decode it. And, like, to specifically be reading energy for somebody, to, spe to specifically be exchanging energy or receiving a job invitation, or receiving an invitation to move somewhere, like, yes, you need an invitation. And it's really helpful to know that your aura just does this. Your aura, just like the way that it's created, is always moving out into the field, reading and scanning the field around you, and drawing back information that you need to know to keep yourself at the core of it safe. And there's plenty that we can do to kind of become aware of this and to read energy that is um, really truly in alignment for us and not just like reading and scanning energy all the time simply because that's how we've been conditioned to keep ourselves safe, which maybe I'll go into more of that later. But the idea is that you can be in a room and that your aura is just doing this all the time. Be in a space with a lot of other energy beings and your aura is always just kind of looking around itself and seeing like what is ready to invite in some energy so you can draw that energy back into you, decode it, receive it, sense it, understand what the energetic aura of the room is. So if you find yourself connecting with people or not connecting with people or you're in a conversation or someone's like kind of invited in this topic and suddenly they shut down, it's not you and it is you. <laughs> it's not like the you that you think you are, right? It's not your passenger, your ego, yourself getting rejected. It's the capacity of your aura to look deep inside somebody else read what they have going on and then take that in like literally taste it know what that person tastes like energetically <laughs> and tell them what you're tasting and if like someone hasn't taken a shower in a while an energetic shower or an energetic bath they may not be ready to know what their energy tastes like they may not want to know they may have spent their whole lives avoiding people like us so that they never have to really know what energy they're putting out into the field. And another thing I wanted to say about 
the aura of a projector is that, you know, it's a really like great gift that we have. And it's also so unique depending on what projector we're talking to here. Because when you look at the chart, if you know your chart or if you're just looking up your chart, you'll see that like there's a lot of other things besides just your type, right? Like there's four, five, if you're including manifesting generators, but four core types. And that means that like, that's not a whole lot of nuances between people, right? Like if you're in a room full of people, like yes, the projectors will supposedly make up only 20% if you have like an equal room of like what the population holds. Um, but that means like there's only, if you scout out the, the four projectors in the room, there's only a certain amount of other types there can be, which like doesn't really differentiate the population that much. But when you start breaking it down and start looking into like some of the other aspects of the chart, you start to see that there's all these other things that make up each type. There's the authorities, which we talked about, right? And as I said, other episode where I'll get into those specifics, because like, I know a lot about splenic authorities, I know a lot about environmental authorities, but some of those really rare projector authorities, I'm not totally attuned to. Like I've read about them. I know that like some beings really need to have like a sounding board in the room around them so that they can hear themselves talk and then like get their authority response from there. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple other ones. So, so we'll go into that later, but the authority is really this differentiation of our intuition. And then you have the personality lines and there's, you know, six different personality lines, but like they have a conscious personality line and an unconscious personality line. So there's six personality lines that also uh, mix in with each other to <laughs> have, like I said before, I'm a two, four. Um, and so like they're, you know, I don't know, I'm not like a mathematician. So however many personality lines that grouping is able to make up is quite a lot, right? If you're starting with six and then you can match six with another one of the six, like a two, four or a one, three or a three, six, you know, like there's plenty of ways that can go. There's also the environments, like we each have our own environment. And I love to think of this as like, we have our projector environment that like looks into and absorbs, tastes the other energy, but then like kind of inlaid in that environment is like the way other people experience the environment of like what it feels like to be in our aura. So there's not a whole lot of sites that talk about the environment. MyHumanDesign.com has a chart that you can look up and it will give you your environment. And I think like especially for projectors, it's really good to know your environment for all types. Like I have a manifesting generator friend that learned that she was a cave and like it really just opened up all these new awarenesses because of like the cave space that she holds rituals with our community. But it's like really helpful to know like what other people feel beyond like you looking inside of them and being able to like see into things that maybe they can't see with their own two eyes. What your like enveloping sense of spiritual essence feels like to them when they're in your aura. And that's where the, 
human design environments come in. So there's also numerous ones of those. There's the caves, the mountain, the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> I know all of them, but I'm just having the valleys um, and the shores. Am I missing one? Oh, and the markets. And they all have their own unique essence to them. I'll probably get more into that in a future episode too. But like, for example, my environment is a mountain. And like that environment is really like, for me personally, about like going and getting a higher perspective, like getting to go to actual like physical mountain spaces where I can like rise up and like take like a look over the world. And like that's how it's always been explained in human design. How I've interpreted it is like, when people are actually coming into my aura when they finally invited me in, it's because like they have climbed up a mountain because they've heard <laughs> that I am this particular medicine woman that lives like a hermit in, in the, you know, the middle of a, like a beautiful, but like far reaching <laughs> uh, mountain home. And they've like hiked and trekked and brought offerings like all the way up this mountain specifically for me for my particular auric frequency, because they know that I have whatever it is, whatever medicine, whatever offering that they're seeking. Whereas like someone like a markets environment, like they're kind of down there with the people. They're in like an actual marketplace or a shook, you know, like they're a flea market. Like they're the ones that are down with the people, like people know where to find them. They know that they have like a bunch of different offerings that they'll have on display. They know that they can go and like mix and match certain things, right? Like they can go in and like have a potion created for them based off of like the many things they have in their market that day. Um, in the Valley's environment, like those are people that are just like on the ground floor. Like they're the ones that are really out there and like trekking around, visiting different types of people, experiences, cultures, learning about the world by being in the world kitchens are ones that are like you're going there because you want to like cook something up with them <laughs> if you're like seeking out a kitchen environment it's because you want to actually like have the experience of like creating the offering with them mixing the potion with them learning what potions are with them like you want to get your hands dirty that's what a kitchen environment can offer you the shores are the people that kind of, I guess I'm getting into the, <laughs> the environments on this episode. The shores are the people that they kind of like create a bridge between one reality and another, between one place and another. And like in traditional human design, you'll see that shores are the people that um, literally live on like the outskirts of cities or like on the city lines. So they're like kind of bridging like two sides of the city where they live on like neighborhood lines so they can like call both neighborhoods their own. From like my perspective and the way that I'm looking at this is like the shores are the bridge. So it's like you'll go and hang out in a shores environment if you really wanna kind of like access two different planes in one sitting. So if you want them to be able to meet you right here where you are and also like take you like way over there, like into the depths of the ocean and emotion and then bring you back. Like these are the people that like in my experience, like they're the ones that can like go really deep and stay really shallow. Like they have the capacity and the tools 
to like be in both places all at the same time. And I think I hit all of the environments and I'm missing one. I guess the caves I just brushed on earlier, but the cave environment, um, like these people are actual, like, you know, in traditional human design, like they live in like a space or they love to be, they hold a space that is like a cave, meaning like there's one entrance, there's three walls on the back entrance. So you kind of know like who's going in or who's coming out from like a outside person perspective of like why you do want to go be in a cave environment. It's like, you know, who's coming in and out of this person's space, you know, who's in this space, you know, like what you're going into the space to get, you know, caves are often like dark and mysterious and you don't necessarily want to go into them <laughs> unless you know what you're going in for, right? Like, you know, what medicine ceremony is happening in there. You know that there's going to be four people that you've already been attuned to sitting around that fire. You know that like in there, there's warmth, there's shelter, there's like safety from the rain. So the caves people are like the ones that like, I just see them as like they live in like these like crystal domes, these auric crystal domes. And like you're going into those spaces for like internal healing, like to go into the ca cavernous, like mystical regions of the body and get to like really sit in the frequency of the earth, like inside of the womb of the earth and be held by her. So that's kind of how I track the caves environment. And so our aura, <laughs> I guess like we're kind of coming to a close with all of this, but that just like all being to say that like we have this one frequency that like weaves us in as the same as projectors. Like we, our aura, like in the pictures in the book, like you just literally see like this funnel of energy, like moving out, moving out from our aura. And so the funnel, like this spiral, like, moves out and it moves in whereas like the reflector oil you'll see it almost as like kind of spongy right like where it's like got this kind of beautiful filtration system to like breathe it in and let it go breathe it in and let it go whereas ours is like we only spiral out and we only spiral in like it's very focused onto one particular place and the other person's aura and it like when we bring it back in it like encompasses and encases like our entire aura while we decode and demystify what we're actually reading and seeing um so if you found yourself <laughs> in situations where like people seem really turned off by you <laughs> just know that like that's okay like those people are not meant for you they're not ready for what you have they're not ready to see how you can see and that's like in the sense of like you can see really deep like you can look very deep inside another and understand something that they may not understand about themselves yet or that they may not be ready to hear about themselves yet or know about themselves yet and this is like i'm just like seeing a piece of art like a big beautiful piece of art that becomes like super controversial because some people look at it and they're just like, oh, no, like that makes me feel weird. <laughs> that piece makes me feel really weird. And then you have another person that comes and see that art and they're like, oh, my God, like I feel so seen. 
looking at this piece of artwork. Like this piece of artwork just gets me. And that's kind of like what the projector is. Like whether you're the painter that's making that piece that makes people feel that way, or you yourself are just the living art of what that piece is looking like, um, or what that piece like expresses to other people, I should say. Like that's how it's gonna translate. And if someone is not right for you, but like you, you know inside of you that they need guidance, that like they need to see this about themselves, like don't worry. There's a lot of projectors out there <laughs> and they're eventually, if they're ready to do that consciousness work, that energy work, like they're gonna find the projector that's right for them. And for those that feel like just completely like, this might be a little bit off topic, but like there's also projectors that you will find, like you do not see eye to eye with. <laughs> like you do not see things like they do. They don't see things like you do. And in fact, like when you're working together on a project together in a space together, you're just kind of like derailing what the other person is trying to guide for the group. And that's like also really important to note because the like two projectors, like you're both guiding, right? You're both going to guide a person. You're both going to guide a frequency of a group. So if you're both guiding and your <laughs> guidance is meant to go in totally different directions, like you might not like each other. <laughs> and not that you don't like each other, but you might just like come to a head and really find that you're not meant to be in the same auric space as one another because they have a different mission. They have a different call of their soul. They have some other part of the now earth that they're here to create. And if you aren't working together and if your guidance isn't serving one another, you're going to derail each other. Like you're going to take the project that you're working on. You're going to take the person that you're giving advice to and you're going to send them in two different directions. And eventually it's going to cause chaos, disruption, roadblocks, things like that. So our auras like also pertain to other projectors. The way we guide also is an influence with other projectors that are around us. And so if you find that like, for example, like you're listening to this podcast and you're just like, what she's talking about, where she's going, what she's guiding is not for me. Like <laughs> the direction that she's taking this conversation in is like, is not the direction that I want to be going. Then great. Like you have another direction that you are meant to charge not only yourself through, but to guide other people to and towards. Like you're here to pave a path in a certain place. And if we're just like <laughs> scooping and like now seeing like, like us just like scooping dirt to like pave a path and like you're scooping your own path and I'm scooping mine and we're just like throwing our dirt onto the other person's path. <laughs> so like we just keep scooping each other's and passing it back and forth and never actually getting anywhere. Um, so if you feel like that, like with me or with anybody, any other projector, like just know like it's okay for you to see things differently. It's okay for you to feel like things need to go a different direction. And like it's important for you to follow that intuitive knowing and to go that way. Even if you have to do it without that projector. <laughs> Even if you are leaving that other projector in their own dust. Um, because like we as a pro as projectors, we have really important missions to serve. 
we are really here to help support and anchor in the vibrations of the destiny timelines for all the paradise timelines like one of my teachers calls it the playground timelines one of my favorite projector teachers and if we're not doing our work just trying to like match other projectors or be like other projectors or do things how other projectors do it we are never going to or i shouldn't say we're never because like magnetic monopole it's our destination but it's going to be a lot harder work <laughs> to get to where we're all going and like we're not here to work <laughs> we're here to rest and play and guide from this like perfectly purposed poignant palace that we create for ourselves that allow people to come in take a break from the grind and get a new perspective so one of the last things I'll just drop in here is that if you're kind of curious <laughs> about like feeling into your aura, feeling to other people's auras without having to read someone specifically or to like do this with people you know, take like an hour or whatever like feels right for you to go into a public space and just allow your aura to start decoding the information around you. So this is from the, the human design book that I mentioned in a prior podcast, the book of differentiation. Um, it's not my idea, <laughs> but going into a public space where there's a lot of people and a lot of auras, like a coffee shop or like a park, but I would say like a more, like a more dense park. <laughs> Parks are nice because you can like keep grounded and like keep clearing energy and like keep calling your energy back to you and like have a lot of support from the trees and the grass and the green around you. But if you want like a real kind of like, I want to say full impact, but I feel like us as projectors are like, oh, impact. <laughs> I'm really here for things to be easy. But like going into a space where there's other people and just like non-judgmentally, like without trying to enter into people specifically um, and decode, go into a place where there's a lot of people and just like read the room around you. Like read you can read the people without like going into their g-center and like feeling their whole story but you can like energetically just like sense like you're putting your hands up around a person and just like feeling what it feels like to be in the space of their aura and like what do you feel like when you're in a room full of all these other auras overlapping one another right and like <laughs> conversating and connecting and like decoding and having all these energetic conversations that these humans like are not physically aware that they're having and see if you can just like tune into the space and can you like start to sense like maybe perhaps like who's a projector in the room <laughs> who's a generator or like you don't even have to put those labels on it because that could also just make it confusing but instead just like what people are you drawn to and what are they doing and why? What people do you see are drawn to you? Like who's looking at you? <laughs> who is smiling at you? Like who acknowledges you and like gives you a little head nod? And just like start to tune into that like from a place of like non-mind. From a place of like just letting your body and your energy body like decode, let you know, receive input and information and relay all of that back to you in a way that really just helps you see a little clearly, a little more clearly. 
about who you are in that center of things, about who, how everyone else relates to your aura. Do certain people like beeline across the room away from you, um, even if there's like an open table next to you, because they can just feel that your aura is focused and absorbing and they're like, no, like I do not want you in my space right now. <laughs> Um, so that's my invitation for you today. If that feels in alignment, if that feels good to just like tune in, tune out, tune in, like to go see and play with this, like let it be a playful practice. And then when you get home or when you leave that space, clear your energy. <laughs> and like I'll, I'll do a podcast in the future about energy work and practices that I use to keep my space clear. But it's like, if you need to go home and like journal about it like get it out of your field and like put it somewhere go home and journal about it type notes on your phone touch the earth like give the energy to the earth ask your guides god source ancestors like whoever it is that you connect with to send that energy back to sender or to send it back to wherever it came from to clear out all your undefined centers call your energy back to your divine centers and restore your body to its neutral zero point frequency. All right, so that's some aura play. <laughs> and hopefully I didn't take it too far off of what will be grounded and helpful for you in this present moment. If you have any feedback, of course, your comments and your likes and whatever they do on these podcasts like are appreciated, but really that's more just for me to like understand if this is dropping in in the right way like if you're receiving these messages in a way that's actually supportive for you because like projectors are here for the other <laughs> we're here to help the others and though this podcast is really fun and exciting for me to share I do really want it to be supportive for all of you to keep the messages going to keep the channels open and the conversation transmitting and these guidances from the source of guidance itself <laughs> to have a way to get their messages into the world. So sending out my love to you all. I hope that you're having a fun and playful day. And if not, try to find some way to have fun and play. All right, take care out there. Have a good one. <laughs>